This week, you know what? I'm not even going to do the normal intro. We're just done. We're done with Transformers Armada, and I'm so happy about it. Hey everyone, and welcome to Hyperspace Broadcast, a show where two real friends dig through Toonami's back catalog and try to determine what's worth revisiting, if anything. I'm Michael Doak. <laughs> I'm Peter Eby. And this week we're concluding our coverage of Transformers Armada by talking about Season 4. Thank God we're done with this show, honestly. I am Good tired of riddance. talking about it. And <laughs> like before we really begin, can I just ask you a serious question? So mm-hmm. far over the course of this podcast, would you say that 50% of things were worth revisiting? <laughs> or is it less uh, than that? Yeah, well, let me think. I mean, I was always a little nicer about it. That's so true. So I'd say maybe a little a little maybe a little more than 50%. Yeah, it's it's like every time, well, particularly with this show, every time I'm like we try to figure out what's worth going back and watching again, I just feel <laughs> like this moment of this is a lie. <laughs> like nothing hey, is. was worth it. <laughs> yeah. There's a that's couple true. of things we've watched in recent history yeah. that were like, Oh, this is pretty cool. No, I think this, uh, I think this show's just sapping my willpower to exist at all. Um, yeah. Transformers Armada will do that to you. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's get into the synopsis. This season is, really confusing honestly there is a lot jammed in here especially considering like how little season one did um you know let's get this out of the way real quick this is um this season and this show overall you know just so we're not like trying to hide our opinions here (laughs) right no it's bad i think this is the worst thing i think we've ever watched no i'd agree generally it's yeah confusing inconsistent it's full of outright errors it's oh my god just really bad and yeah so i'm not gonna sugarcoat it but i will say that like if this plot summary makes less sense than usual there is a reason for that yeah uh yeah. and like i genuinely tried i i tried <laughs> I I went on TF Wiki and like read episode synopses there in order yeah. to supplement my own to try to understand what's happening and I still don't so like yeah this it, this shit just has so get much ready plot holes. I guess it, it has so much like plot holes and inconsistencies and like misread character names and shit that mess everything up so much it's like trying to interpret this show as you're watching it and and like as events are happening randomly at the end Mm -hmm. it's basically like trying to draw something while someone is moving the paper around beneath you yeah pretty much a complete exercise in frustration yeah exactly it's let's uh i guess dive into all that shit right right or it's like trying to it's like one of those connect the dot puzzles except there is eight million dots and (laughs) And they do not make an image that is cohesive yeah and they just they just cross over each other constantly (laughs) and it just ends up basically like a toddler scribbled on a page yeah and and you just realize that's it though it's it's a 
gigantic tumbleweed. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that, that's what you're supposed to be drawing. There's like a cowboy in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Why did I have to follow the dots? Anyway. It's, it's Twinkie the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about him instead. No, yeah, okay. All right, so, so let's talk about this show. Uh, so last time around... Uh, Megatron and the Decepticons had launched their repaired ship and they tried to blow up Earth with a combination of all three of the Minicon teams that make the super weapons that the show's basically been about for the last two seasons. Uh, he combined them into a thing called the Hydra Cannon and fired it at Earth, but Optimus Prime intercepted it and somehow got himself blown up, but uh, Earth is fine. So now, at the start of this season everyone's real sad about Optimus, understandably. Uh, most of them are expressing this as anger because they're men, and that's the acceptable way to express sadness. Yep. And Hotshot is really the worst here. He uh, He's just acting like kind of a dick. And so we have an episode where basically it's just Hotshot getting closure and understanding that it's like, it's okay that you're sad, Hotshot. We're all sad, but also buckle it the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. like keep it inside and never let it out ever uh and also of course they're basically finishing their spaceship so the kids rad alexis and carlos are like we want to go with you to cybertron which is a stupid idea for a lot of reasons and yeah. fortunately the transformers the autobots realize this is a stupid idea and they're like no you're not coming with us uh except that the minicons more or less revolt and so they're like all right come on kids and also they take billy and fred which is yeah, even yeah. less necessary they let them tag along i love too at this little moment we get we just get like a glimpse of rads at home oh life god it's really weird and it's just like depressing like his, his, yeah. his parents relationship is clearly strained yeah just like it's like his oh, dad man. works all the time and his dad works for some kind of space agency too and then, like, yeah, yeah. there's this pretty hilarious scene, honestly, where Rad breaks into it or, you know, breaks in. He goes into his parents' bedroom at night and he's like, you know, just spills it all out about the Transformers and everything. And his mom just rolls over and is like, I've told you sci fi's for your friends, not for your family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I mean, really, the reason I like it is because hearing Rad try to describe this show, I was like, oh, that must yeah. be what we sound like sometimes yeah it's yeah, just exactly. kind of nonsense <laughs> uh but anyway fortunately rad's dad is super cool so he's like you know what rad i had a dream once and you should pursue your dreams even if that means in this case leaving home possibly forever yeah leaving home as i guess is he i think he's 11 <laughs> like what like... no i'm sure he's a teenager at least well in any case it's, just it's like, still weird yeah like, uh, also yeah go home and maybe never come back uh, right or go away and don't yeah. even bother telling me what you're doing exactly uh rad is also having prophetic dreams about what will happen if he doesn't accompany the autobots to cybertron and basically yeah. everyone will die uh also highwire talks to him highwire is his personal minicon which transforms into a like motorbike yeah. Um, so, you know, a talking Minicon again, that's something. And so, yeah, from here, they finally finish the ship and it launches and, uh, they, they come into contact with a bunch of these like glowing Minicons flying through space. And they're like, oh, wow, look, Minicons in space. They're, they're joining us. I guess they came from Cybertron. 
Yeah, right, which doesn't really make sense. I don't understand why there are minicons in space. Frankly, a lot of the stuff involving minicons in this season doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, the only important thing is they get into a fight with Megatron who's, like, fighting them off. They're they're trying to beat Megatron to Cybertron, fuck's sake. Yeah, it's going to get confusing. Yeah, (laughs) and then... And then, like, the, all these minicons come together, and they just revive Optimus Prime out of nowhere. Yeah, right. So, like, <laughs> like Optimus's minicon. episodes after his death, meaning Doak won that bet, because I was like, oh, by... they're not going to bring back Optimus. Yeah, they not. Back in, like, <laughs> the, he's literally the third episode of this season, Optimus is back. And, yeah, specifically Sparkplug, which is Optimus's minicon like holds up the matrix of leadership and then a bunch of glowing green crap surrounds him. And then Optimus is back and no one ever really questions it, but they're yeah. happy Optimus is back because now we don't have to worry about him being dead anymore. I guess on the trip to Cybertron, they have a little side adventure, which I'm going to talk about in more detail because it's my uh, Zenith. So I guess we'll just gloss over that. But yeah. what is hilarious? Don't worry. Don't worry. It doesn't make any plot. It yeah, zero it's not plot really relevant overall. whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, they get back to Cybertron, and specifically, the Decepticons get back to Cybertron and basically just start blowing up the Autobots. There, uh, the Autobot ship was disabled, so they get to Cybertron later. And then there's just a lot of business on Cybertron. There's a black hole that opens up. The minicons glow green and form some kind of shield to prevent the black hole from just tearing Cybertron apart. The minicons start throwing around the name Unicron, which will be familiar to any Transformers fan, but he's basically an evil Transformer god. And Optimus tries to convince Megatron, who is now calling himself Galvatron for reasons that will be discussed later. <laughs> um, yeah, now he's, but, he's Galvatron now, and everyone just yeah, accepts it. Everyone's just like, yeah, you're Galvatron, whatever. Uh, Optimus is like, we need to ally together so that we can defeat Unicron. And Galvatron, of course, doesn't want to do this. So Optimus talks to him about it and then retreats. Then Hotshot leaves the ship in orbit to go talk to Galvatron and basically make exactly the same plea. This time, uh, Thrust is like acting more suspicious than usual, so it is revealed that Thrust is planning on betraying Galvatron to work with Unicron. Thrust leaves, and Hotshot and uh, Wheeljack and Starscream all kind of chase after him. Thrust has also taken both the Requiem Blaster and the Sky Boom Shield. So he's being chased through these tunnels. The kids go down to Cybertron for reasons that don't make any sense. Yeah, don't make any sense. Uh, And we get a very strange thing where rad and the other kids are like kind of transported back in time to see the birth of the minicons and while they're there hot shot from that timeline just tells them outright that the minicrons were made by unicron so we go back into the future they relay this to the hot shot of the present who clearly doesn't remember any of this everyone is like I can't believe the Minicons were made by Unicron. That's crazy. And that's about it. <laughs> they they don't really... It doesn't really come up again. 
Yeah, yeah. And the time travel bullshit there is just, that's just scratching the surface. We'll get more of that later. Yeah. The Minicrons <laughs> randomly have time travel powers that they only use once right there, even though they could easily use it. Y- even though ways it's later. frequently useful to have time travel powers, but it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. Uh, instead, everyone chases Thrust through this weird portal that opens up into Unicron and uh, Thrust <laughs> Looney Tunes ass with... portal. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like the little like Looney Tunes circle that that uh <laughs> the fucking pig pops out. Yeah, of. Porky Pig, or yeah. or kind of like the portal that I assume uh, Michael Jordan falls down in Space Jam. Yeah. I guess I don't yeah, really remember yeah, yeah. that movie that well, but it, it definitely looks like it should be like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure so, there is a bad cg portal right so now everyone's inside unicron uh thrust meets with sideways starscream tries to fight them a hot shot and wheeljack come in there's a bunch more business um and then all the good guys flee also alexis pulls out some kind of good luck charm which is very obviously made from the mars rock that starscream gave her last season but yeah. she says it's a rock from Cybertron, which means that she just randomly in this episode pulls out a rock and everyone's like, what is that? And she says, it's my good luck charm. And it makes no sense. It's never established before. It's crazy. I found this rock in the last like 10 minutes and fashioned it into a complete necklace with like <laughs> right. gilding and everything. Yeah. Right. And that's that was just an error, of course, yeah, because the show has so many fucking errors and it was supposed to be. It is supposed to be the fucking Mars rock. But yeah, no, right. But know. no, in in this version, it's Fuck not it. the Mars rock. Money. Even though yeah. it breaks when Starscream dies later, you know, yeah. which, again, whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Big surprise. I'm going to say that a lot this episode. Uh, so even though Thrust openly betrayed him to ally with Unicron, Galvatron is still not convinced that Unicron is a problem. So... Yeah. He and Optimus fight. Uh, Starscream steps in to fight Galvatron, and Starscream gets mortally wounded and then has some speech about how uh, Galvatron should have respected him as a soldier because that's all he ever wanted, and he wouldn't have betrayed Galvatron if Galvatron had just, you know, shown him some respect and treated him like an equal or at least, like, not total garbage. Um, then Starscream fires his laser cannons at Unicron and Unicron just disintegrates him. Yeah. So Starscream's dead. He basically commits suicide via like suicide by Unicron. Right. And by firing everyone, on him. And everyone has a good sad moment about how Starscream's dead now. As I said before, Alexis's charm cracks. Uh, you yeah. know, it's it's real Classic. sad, obviously. So after Starscream dies. Galvatron has this moment of reflection about Starscream, maybe realizing the error of his ways, and he tries to hand the Star Saber over to Optimus, but wait, Sideways is inside the crater in his, like, weird TV static form, and he jumps out and he steals the Star Saber. So now Unicron's awakening, and it turns out that Unicron is... Cybertron's moon, even though before when the black holes were opening, that was implied to be Unicron. So now the moon is exploding and Unicron appears and he looks really, really stupid, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. they they took like the actually really cool looking planet eater form from G1 and said, let's just make it like a look like a ball from Mobile Suit Gundam. Like 
let's just make it look even more cheap and toy like for no reason like stupid jagged teeth mouth too yeah right so now unicron is fully awakened and he and starts transforming slowly, yeah <laughs> unfolds into a human shaped form i guess or, yeah you know, yeah like, like the robot form yeah uh which is again kind of like the g1 version but stupider um because it has these big like shell like wings for some reason yeah i don't know of course gargantuan yeah right i suspect it's a toy uh design thing frankly but you know now all of the transformers are united so they start planning what is basically a series of final attacks on unicron uh they all land on unicron that goes nowhere they get off unicron then they decide to send in the kids and the minicons and optimus and galvatron to like go to unicron's heart or core or whatever to destroy it yeah because like all the minicons outside are forming this giant green man to basically defend (sighs) cybertron all it is doing is holding back uh holding back unicron and at the meantime, they're like, oh, we got to go inside and attack from the inside. So yeah, but also... They do that while there's also these dopey outside forces led by Hotshot who are just doing fucking nothing. Yeah, who like, are, like, doing bombing runs on Unicron, basically. So, and then Unicron just heals, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, right, right. So <laughs> it all comes down to the people inside Unicron. And Unicron has this weird kind of organic interior. Uh, Sideways merges with Unicron and basically says... I am Unicron. I always was, which, which surprise doesn't make any a sense. Lot of shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, Thrust gets killed because he's just a traitor. It's a really weird, dumb scene that isn't even really worth talking about. Honestly, everyone inside Unicron starts to get absorbed into Unicron's like weird flesh stuff and Techno sort flesh. of knocked yeah. out. And basically, sideways just kind of shit talks everybody and. Essentially, he lays out the idea of Unicron and the backstory of Unicron, which is that Unicron has been feeding off the aggression and hatred of the two Transformers factions for as long as their war has been going on. And basically, he's powered by their, you know, warfare. And so he tells Optimus to join with him. And when Optimus refuses, he kind of shit talks Optimus by saying like, you're fighting for peace, but that's a contradiction because the fighting still made me strong. So, right. like, you've accomplished nothing. He makes the Minicons back into their, like, drone forms where they're no longer, you know, they don't have personalities. Not to say that they really did to begin with, but, <laughs> you know, they have even they less personality now. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he reheals all the damage that he's taken. And then... And and it sounds completely out of left field, but again, this is about how it goes in the show. The kids are transported into this kind of dream realm where yeah, yeah. Unicron is creating their reality, or or everyone who's merged with Unicron is kind of creating their own reality. So they skip through a couple of these realities, including one where Galvatron is the ruler of all of the universe. Uh, and then Alexis like, like thinks of some Roman trees. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of funny, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then Sideways yells at them a bunch and is like, you can't be happy here. This is my realm. 
and Rad is sad about all of this. So Rad's like cries for help or something reactivate Highwire. And then this provides a momentary distraction so that Optimus can grab the Requiem Blaster and shoot sideways, which kills him right. and apparently defeats Unicron. Right. Yeah. Unicron just kind of stops attacking. Like the right. outer shell body is just done. So and Galvatron <laughs> is like, all right, now that Unicron's defeated, we have to have our final showdown. So Galvatron and Optimus start fighting, but Unicron is actually still alive. So yeah. they're fighting. Everyone's escaping from Unicron. Uh, Optimus throws away the Matrix of Leadership because he's like, you know, basically, I'm not doing this for w our war or whatever. This is like personal now. Whatever. Uh, also, Optimus has a new color scheme for some reason. Don't know why that Randomly. happens, but it does. Color changes for no reason. Yep. yep. So some uh, toys. Basically, they have a fight while Unicron is transforming back into his planet eater form. And they end up in the situation where Galvatron is hanging from Optimus's hand over, like, Unicron's big, you know, cookie monster mouth. And yeah. it's like black hole mouth. Yeah. And Galvatron uh, just lets go of Optimus's hand and falls into Unicron because he's like you need to go back to your troops or whatever, and it's like, you've beaten me, etc. So right. Galvatron if I, if, dies. If, I, if I'm out of the picture, like, then Galvatron will have no more, like, despair, warfare, whatever to feed right. off of, Which, because one of the sides is defeated, I guess. Right, right. So, so Galvatron falls into Unicron's mouth. Unicron just disappears. Yep. <laughs> we have a shot of the Matrix of Leadership, with voiceover from Optimus saying that he doesn't deserve it. Then, uh, Hotshot and Jetfire take the kids back to Earth and they have their solemn goodbyes. Yep. And then Optimus narrates the ending of the show, which is kind of just like, I, I don't even really remember. He's just like, as long as there's hatred in the universe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the final shot of the show is a green planet, but then Unicron slides out from behind it, and that's it. That's Transformers Armada. And yep. also, what I just described there is pretty much shot for shot how it ends. Like, it is that fast. There is no yeah, wrap-up. Yeah. It's just like, Galvatron lets go, uh, all everything bad vanishes, and mm -hmm. everything's great again. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, but but we don't That's even all, know what happens on Cybertron at all. It's literally right. just Galvatron's gone, and then the kids are home, and then it's over. It's yeah. There's no wrap up. It's baffling garbage. That's so what it is. <laughs> all right. So th that's the synopsis. Let's talk about Zeniths and Nadirs. Yeah, let's start with you. We're going to go in chronological order. Yeah, as, your as we do now. Yeah. So my Zenith was episode four, puppets, and this is the episode. Uh, where they have kind of a side adventure in space. Um, it's an episode <laughs> where several uh, Autobots, and by that I mean, I guess, Hotshot and Red Alert get sucked through a like black hole slash vortex. This is the first time we see the black hole, really. And they're spat out on some random planet where they're hunted by what's 
basically an evil Optimus Prime called Nemesis Prime. And I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Decepticons arrive eventually. There's a fight. Um, we have a nice kind of scene where uh, Hot Rod or Hot Shot, rather, and Red Alert are damaged badly. And Megatron is considering executing them. But Starscream basically saves their lives by saying, like, oh, we should hold them prisoner. Like, he's trying to avoid, you know, watching yeah. former comrades just get executed. Um, then Nemesis Prime comes back, a bunch of Minicons show up, defeat Nemesis Prime, and then just give everyone present recolors. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Megatron has a recolor, Hot Rod has a recolor, Red Alert has a recolor, and Starscream has a recolor. The and, uh, only one of them who even seems to acknowledge this is yeah. Megatron, who says, call me Galvatron. Yeah, so now I'm he's Galvatron, Galvatron because he's different. <laughs> It will probably not surprise you to know that in Micron Legends, they do not change his name uh, <laughs> because it's totally unmotivated. Yeah, so, yeah. Because Galvatron in, in like G1 was like an up, like it was a different version of Megatron, right? Or something like yeah, something Megatron, significant happened to Megatron. Yeah, for that in to happen. the movie, Megatron is basically killed. Starscream kicks him out of the ship that they're using to go back to Cybertron. He floats through space with a bunch of other badly damaged Decepticons. Then Unicron finds him and reformats all of them, and he reformats uh, Megatron into Galvatron. So Galvatron's okay. sort of a different character. Yeah, um, right. and this he's basically is just a like, reborn Megatron. Whereas the here, it's like, gave him a new paint job, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm a whole new man." <laughs> right, and I think it's mostly funny that nobody else even really acknowledges that they look yeah. different now. Everyone's yeah. just kind of like, "All right," so. Um, so that happens, and it's weird and doesn't make any sense. But then Nemesis Prime comes back again. And then Optimus shows up, and basically Optimus and Megatron both shoot Nemesis Prime at the same time. And now Nemesis Prime is dead. But we see a flash of sideways right before he explodes or whatever happens. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, And yeah, and the Axelon, which is the Autobot ship, uh, is disabled. So... Basically, now Galvatron's like, we'll beat you to Cybertron. Ha ha ha. Fuck you and they later. <laughs> right. And then it's also, again, worth mentioning that the next episode starts with the Decepticons already on Cybertron. Yeah. So it honestly feels like they just skipped an episode, even though they did not. Um, which, you know, once again, of course, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's disjointed as hell. Yeah. So, and, and as you might expect, this being like a one-off, almost a one-off like side episode kind of thing, like subplot thing, uh, mm -hmm. for this to be your favorite episode is pretty telling about the uh, main plot. Well, to be honest, though, the reason I like this episode is because it kind of feels like an episode of Star Trek. Like, yeah, it suggests it suggests a season that doesn't exist where. They have adventures in space before they arrive on Cybertron, yeah. which I actually kind of like and could have been really interesting. Uh, unfortunately, this is the only episode where it's an adventure in space uh, that's kind of disconnected from everything. I also like the idea of an evil Optimus hunting his own troops is pretty cool, even if it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, um, I, I like, too, that this thing is like so hulking and powerful that... Like they pretty much have to kind of team up 
to fight it, like opt- like the Decepticons right, right. and the Autobots. Like, and at first, like, Decepticons are just like, nah, we're just going to use this to our advantage. And then, like, it goes after them, and it's too much for them. Um, also, like, that uh, uh, Nemesis Prime is, like, when he gets damaged, he basically has, like, dark Gundam cells from G-Gundam. Yeah, that, pretty like, much. He gets all these, like, tentacles, like, on his face. He almost looks like a Cthulhu Optimus at one point because his face gets damaged. <laughs> yeah, like, the faceplate like, is just a bunch of tendrils it's instead. It's like robo-tendrils, yeah, that reform back into the faceplate Yeah, face they, blade they do some cool, like, battle damage stuff with him. Yeah. What's interesting also about this episode is that I think it's intended to kind of... um what's the word to sort of preview the end of the show because nemesis prime is sideways who eventually turns out to be unicron so i think what they're going for here is that this is a point where optimus and galvatron do kind of have to team up to destroy this mutual enemy who's yeah, much yeah. too strong for either of them to individually defeat it's almost like a thematic foreshadowing sort of right which is cool what's not cool is that after this episode no one ever mentions that (laughs) they once fought an evil optimus which is utterly insane to me you think that might come up (laughs) but it doesn't and yeah like like honestly the episode's pretty mediocre but i like this sort of sci-fi adventure stuff and honestly There are some cool scenes in the beginning. It, it, the wheels fall off when the Decepticons show up. Um, but before the Decepticons show up, it's just this weird little cat and mouse with an evil Optimus. And that's kind of neat. Yeah, and the, like the wasteland planet they're on is pretty cool. It's got like metal, decrepit trees almost. Yeah, right. Well, so what was your least favorite episode then? Yeah, so that would be episode seven, Drift. And this is the oh. one with the time travel stuff we talked about earlier. It begins, innocently enough, with Carlos walking in on Rad in the shower, uh, where Rad, (laughs) again, a shower on a ship that the humans were never intended to be on. Yeah, they Um, they did make a human-sized shower, I guess for the minicons? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. That's the only explanation that makes any sense. Uh, So... And now I really just want fan art of a minicon showering. Yeah. Uh, yeah not in a creepy great. way, just in like a... It's just, goofy because they're always A robot like taking a shower, yeah. Yeah, right. It's like Bender taking a shower. Yeah. Um, so uh, Rad kind of just starts talking about how like, I think I've met Highwire once. And also, isn't it crazy how different our lives are now that we've met the minicons? <laughs> Carlos doesn't really give a shit. Um, but Carlos does not take the bait into what could be a clip show. <laughs> like, they start like hinting that like, and Carlos is like, yeah, nah, yeah, whatever, that's man. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there are several episodes where it seems like they're going to do a clip show. And I thought yeah. there was a clip show in this show at some point. And I'm like, oh boy, get ready. Yeah, here we go. Here we but go. no, sadly, yeah, sadly, Carlos doesn't take the bait. Um, so the kids, which is to say those two plus Alexis, just go down to Cybertron's surface, and I'm not totally sure why. And yeah. TF Wiki's summary was not helpful in that regard. So it kind of doesn't make sense. They just go because Rad is like, let's go. It's one of the many moments where c- characters appear places because it's convenient for the plot, yeah, but there's no much. explanation. You know, it's just this show being sloppy yet again. Yeah. So. 
this is also just after Thrust has revealed his true allegiances. So he's being chased through these tunnels on Cybertron that are kind of weirdly organic. And it's kind of like the inside of Unicron. Um, and the kids show up right as Starscream encounters Thrust. And Thrust shoots Starscream with the Requiem Blaster and kills him. Now, when this happens, Rad gets transported back in time to when he was a kid and his yeah. family was just moving to the town that the show starts in. So he wakes up and he has a very brief conversation with his parents, but then Highwire is like, no, 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 you stepped off the train too early. It's actually this stop. So Rad gets transported back in time again yeah. to you know, like a thousand years ago or whatever, and witnesses the birth of the Minicons. And it's worth noting that the other two are here for the birth of the Minicons. They also see it. So like what happens? I kind of want to know, like, did they have their own weird childhood flashbacks that we don't get to see (laughs) because they're not the main characters? And of course it's added confusion where it's like in the childhood flashback, he's waking up and was like, Oh, it was all a dream. And he's like telling his parents about the Autobots and stuff, even though right. he's a child and I don't know, they teleported his conscience back in time. Yeah. Yeah. What it's, the fuck ever. It's like, suggested <laughs> that it's his conscience that's going back in time, but it doesn't really make their conscious, not conscience, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of strange as most of the show is, and it involves time travel. So that just adds another layer of potential yeah strange inexplicable garbage um but he goes back in time and then he sees all these transformers stuck to the walls of this tunnel which is like semi-organic and it's kind of like aliens when they go into the power plant um and hot shots there and he tells him you know that the minicons are being created by unicron and then all the minicons get created and they're just kind of drones. They're not, they don't have personality or anything. So Rad sees Highwire in this group of minicons and he's like, Highwire, like, talk to me. And he goes over to Highwire and tries to, you know, to have some kind of communication, but Highwire is just a drone. And then Highwire wakes up and Rad says, like, go to Earth. Yeah. So Highwire downloads images of earth from rad's brain or something and then they get put back to where they were before which is just to say when starscream died except just before that so that starscream's not dead right and so it's revealed the minicons did this somehow and right but what is (laughs) completely wild is that they were actually just transported through time there, and Rad actually was the one who gave the Minicons the idea to go to Earth in the first place. Right, and which, it's also suggested uh, it's that... So stupid. Yeah, like, and it's it's suggested that he was kind of the one that gave them the initial idea to like reject fighting or whatever to right. be peaceable instead of being weapons. And, you know... There's a lot of things about that that are stupid. Like, first of all, it's answering a question that no one was asking, which (laughs) is, why did they go to Earth? Because the answer to that question is narrative convenience. They went to Earth because that's where people are. 
and the original answer too is just like they happened to crash land there and it's like cool right okay. i i didn't have a problem with it <laughs> yeah. i wasn't questioning it the whole time there was no point watching the show where i was like but why earth though yeah because the answer is obvious it's a story that involves people it has to be earth <laughs> and then the other thing that's weird about this is that the suggestion, which, to be fair, could just be my interpretation, I'm not sure if this is what the show is trying to tell us, but it's what I got out of it, is that Rad told the Minicons to be peaceful in the first place, which means that the entire, like, backstory stuff, which is, again, the most interesting part of this show, the idea that the Minicons are living weapons who don't want to fight anymore, Yeah, that wasn't actually their decision, seemingly. <laughs> it was Rad's. So, so once again they remove agency from the minicons yeah once again the minicons have no actual like narrative drive they just do what other people tell them <laughs> even though the whole fucking show is like kind of about how they should be independent and be allowed to make their own decisions so yeah yeah and and then on top of that there's the fact that the minicons just have fucking time travel powers that has never been <laughs> ever hinted at at any point in the entire show and, and you know then they're not never comes it up again. again yeah they never use it again super useful power <laughs> lots of people die you know starscream will eventually die they don't reverse it again for them you know? yeah right just... and and also like did i really need like did they need to actually go back in time to witness this moment or could we have had this revelation some other way because the yeah. real narrative purpose of this is to show us that the minicons were created by unicron and like the creation of the minicons in the first place but like i feel like you could have just had highwire like tell them this and then had a flashback without actually literally putting the kids there to see it happen yeah like, if that is the point of the scene for the narrative, I don't think it needed to be done this way because it just ends up feeling so awkward. And it just, like, it, it, it answers, like, one or two questions, and you are asking about a million other questions. Why do the Minicons have time travel powers? Did they actually decide to be peaceful? I don't know the answer to these questions. And uh, I did before this episode fucking started. The answers are no and <laughs> yes. But now who knows? Now it's all yeah. up for grabs. It's just bizarre. It's it, it really just like the show completely undercuts its own interesting premise. <laughs> yeah, this constantly. But this time is travel an, shit. especially egregious uh, example. Yeah. So what is your least favorite episode, Peter? What have you got for us next? Mine is episode 12, Origin. This is the episode in which Optimus and Galvatron are inside Unicron. They find his heart, and they meet Sideways. And, you know, Sideways starts kind of mocking them and, you know, reveals that Unicron has been feeding on the energy of the of their wars. Um, meanwhile, Hotshot and his crew of Hotshots outside are flying around doing fucking nothing. They blow a hole <laughs> yeah, into... blowing up stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they blow a hole into, like, Unicron and fly into his throat to try and do, like, a cool, like, Return of the Jedi fucking <laughs> dive in to shoot some shit. And then they, like, fly back out and um, they have blown up a piece of his throat, more so, I guess. And then, you know, Galvatron just... Or he, yeah, he Unicron just heals, just heals so it's pointless. And, yeah, it was all pointless. So great. 
but really the 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 key of this episode is like the kids show up to try and like save Optimus and Galvatron who are being absorbed and they start getting absorbed too by Unicron and you, and like the minicons show up and they've all been turned back into drones and so Rad then falls asleep I guess he passes out everyone right. just collectively like- ends up in this dream and they start like going to different dreams. They go into like Megatron's dream and like, Oh look, he's a leader. And he's like <laughs> dressed up in this silly, like Roman emperor outfit, which looks pretty awesome. Right. And then they're like, uh, you know, and then they switch dreams because Alexis realizes she has, you know, they have the control over the dream to like, I don't know, think about something nice. Oh, now we're in a nice dream. Yeah. Right. Right. So they're like which, a forest. All of this just taking up fucking time of just like random nonsense magic and then you know sideways eventually intercedes and is like or sorry unicron sideways whatever he and he's just like (laughs) hey this is my robe you can't fuck with this uh i'm gonna destroy you guys and he's just like a whirlwind in the sky that gets all scary and then like yeah that's when rad calls out to his minicon when it's in its drone state and eventually of course it reawakens and it's like oh yeah i remember now like hey rad cool you know, and like for some reason, this is what's enough to like stun sideways and give Optimus a chance. Even though Optimus has been like completely bound and is like absorbed of energy, Optimus, I guess, just gets a chance to grab the blaster and shoot sideways, which just causes all of Unicron to shut down. So I guess they win. <laughs> and, you know, the kids all wake up from the dumb dream and realize that like the battle's over. Um, Unicron is now just this giant husk, and uh, this is at the very end of this episode is when, like, Galvatron's like, well, now we have to fight. Okay, yeah, I guess right. we learned fucking nothing about yeah, now, this. Now is time for us to settle our dispute, finally. Yeah, yeah. Not a microsecond after our cooperation ends. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's not even get out of this giant robot first. Yeah. Let's just fight right here. Like, Yeah, yeah. Our successful cooperation, too. It's like, you know, maybe we could have made something of this. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> we need to kill each other now. I hate this episode so much. Like the fucking, especially the dream sequence shit. It's just like such nonsense. And it's just like, it really seems like the show is just kind of wasting your time with like stupid, pointless symbolism. That is just, uh, not even symbolism. It's just like, they're just, it's like, it's just a time sink. Like, yeah, I guess we need something for the characters to do before we can get like rad calling out to him you really could have cut out that entire segment and just have rad like desperately calling out as he's being absorbed and that would be right actually kind yeah. of cooler <laughs> that would be a lot cooler but maybe a little too scary like the only thing i can think of is that it, it kind of reminds me of that weird episode back in season two when sideways abducts the kids into some kind of weird like oh, yeah, cyberspace like the, dream cyberspace. realm yeah. It's it's a similar thing. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. I I don't I know why. I mean, really what it comes down to is just that this whole thing with the dream sequences is really confusing. Like it just Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense and it I don't know. Like like hearing you describe it i'm like that doesn't that's not how it happens there's no way you're right but that's how i remember it too yeah (laughs) it's just like what is it there's no logic behind it either it's not like like why is unicron doing this why does unicron even bother to do this shit well i mean i i think the point is that 
like, you know, he's saying, oh, Optimus, join me. And then he's already absorbed Galvatron. So Galvatron is in his like perfect ideal world. So maybe the point is like, this is what Unicron does to the people he absorbs. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah. Unicron gets something out of it, but basically he's just giving them like, uh, you know, he's well, just giving them like, like a fantasy that they can live in forever of their ideal world. That doesn't make sense for the kids though. Like, yeah, that sounds cool. And you could have that thing where it's like, Oh, they're in a paradise, but they need to realize that it's a false paradise and break out of it in order right. to break the spell. But like, the kids don't end up in anything like that. Like they, the kids just travel between the different dreams and then right, like right. make their own like dream. And it's just like a forest. It's not like they're having like, it's not like Fred is in fucking Candyland or whatever stupid joke. <laughs> they Fortunately, would do Fred's not there, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. But it's like, you know, that's not, they're not like living their own paradises. Yeah. Alexis isn't president. Rad yeah, isn't. Right. I don't know. Carlos isn't. I also don't know. I don't know what these characters' motivations are really. Yep. <laughs> except to be friends with Transformers. Well, this dovetails directly into my next episode, my Zenith, except it's actually also an Adir because this show's shit. The episode 13 finale, Mortal Kombat. Yep, they named it Mortal Kombat. But with <laughs> Sadly, a C, without a K. a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they made a real mistake there. Now, the reason I deign to call this like a Zenith is because this is the episode. I mean, it's the final battle between Galvatron and Optimus. And then, you know, like we have that stupid ending we already talked about. <laughs> yeah, at and Nauseam, then the but... dumb ending that makes no sense. Yeah, but like the fight between Optimus and Galvatron is actually really well animated and pretty cool. Like, yeah, it is quite cool. There's a lot of nice details. It's like the one thing they fucking saved their pennies for and like put in some effort and it's like a fight and it's like because it's the last battle, I think they get a little they get a little more leeway with being like kind of brutal. Like characters get damaged, you know, pretty badly instead of never ever getting damaged. Yeah, in right. Like nearly killed. Like there's yeah. a I mean, the, my favorite part of this fight, I think, is there's a point where Optimus and Galvatron are, like, grappling. And since Galvatron, his alternate mode is a tank, which he hasn't transformed into pretty much than, since the first season. But anyway, he has these big shoulders with, like, tank tracks. And uh, Optimus's hand gets caught in the between the tracks and the wheels. And so Galvatron, like, runs the track and, like, you know, mangles Optimus's hand. But then Optimus grabs the track links and just tears them out. Yeah. It's it's like a they actually have some creative use of their like transformer components in a fight, which doesn't yeah, usually Optimus happen that much. Throws the wheel from his semi into now this part didn't really make sense. It throws no, it into doesn't. the like, scale the is cannon. totally off. <laughs> yeah, into the can the dumb center cannon of uh megatron's big gun and it like blows it up or something it, it, but it's cool you know and it's like actually a lot of animation and looks nice and it's like wow hey okay i'm glad the animators got to have their like have their day yeah it's it's <laughs> a once. good climactic battle for sure but then of course the bad part is the actual yeah. climax of the show which doesn't make any sense yeah yeah you know so Unicron starts to come back and it's like, oh, well, so you started fighting again and he revived. Yeah, I guess that actually makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, and <laughs> so it's just a frustrating thing where it's like, really, they're going to go immediately start fighting again after 
supposedly learning that he completely after, feeds off of that. Yeah, after being told more or less directly, your fighting is what gives me strength. They're Not like, more or less. well, time they're told, to fight. They're told directly. <laughs> That's like straight up the line. And like, so, yeah, and then like yeah, Galvatron ends up, the black hole starts opening again as it's transforming, and Galvatron ends up getting sucked in. And Optimus leaps in to save him, grabs his hand. And I thought they were, like, going to agree to not fight, like, you know, and maybe that would end it. Like, the only way to win is by not fighting. But instead, or, like, Galvatron, both fall in, maybe. Yeah, and, like, Galvatron insists on, like, um, to the point where he he slashes at uh, Optimus's arm right, to get him to let go. And he's like, go back to your troops. They need you. You won. You're a better leader than me. And and, and just randomly kind of sacrifices himself for Cybertron. A, a move that I thought, like, there is some precedent for, like, him starting to realize he was a shitty leader to his own troops and with Starscream's death. But, like, and, and like, realizing that Unicron is a common enemy. But I never really got the feeling that he would be willing to do any sort of self-sacrifice especially when his character's been willing to sacrifice others this whole time even when they're teamed right. up with the autobots like <laughs> and and it's pretty much a point a point b character development like yeah he yeah. has the moment after starscream dies where he has flashbacks to various moments of starscream and is like wow maybe you know he doesn't say it but you can tell the implication is he's like wow maybe i was a terrible leader maybe i should have just respected my own men um and then here like you know his his what he's saying to optimus is specifically like go back to your troops etc like i think that that's meant to be an acknowledgement of that kind of growth but it's still it's still there's not really a midpoint necessarily yeah right it's it's it feels like too much of a leap for me they could have used like a little more develop in between perhaps but but yeah and so but and of course everything immediately ends like oh yeah right unicron right, just vanishes he doesn't even it doesn't die or get a cool like dramatic kind okay. of yeah wrap it up. doesn't it, it doesn't do anything pops. it just disappeared and now th- there's two things about this that i find very funny i just want to point out one uh, I think maybe the implication is supposed to be that he teleported away rather than just ceasing to exist since he shows up again yeah, at the right. end, but there's no effect or anything. So like, it seems like he just ceases to exist. But what's more funny is that we actually watched the first episode of Transformers Energon, which is the sequel to this series. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the one we watched was a DVD version, which is edited from the broadcast version to have like some footage from the end of this show just to set the stage. And they have the shot where Unicron disappears, except they cut in an explosion to indicate that he exploded, <laughs> which does not happen in this show. He just disappears. There's no explosion. So it's funny to me that even when they were making the next show, they were like, Wow, that's a lame way to finish it. It's yeah, it, it's just frustrating at that point too. And it's like, it, and like he vanishes. There's no, no one really thinks about like what happens to all the transformers inside of him or around him. <laughs> but you know, I guess they're fine, and everyone just like gets recovered. And then th- that's that's it. That's the show. And it's just like uh, okay, and you get a bunch of just all that extra bullshit we talked about. So 
I don't right. know, man. I, I'm ready so, for a break <laughs> before yeah, I, I think, start I think tearing into in, this. <laughs> I think in the spirit of the show, you should have just gone right from like, and then it disappears. Now the break. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you you made a mistake there by having a transition. <laughs> don't worry, Fred. It's the real me. Transformers Armada will continue in a moment. Hey there, everyone. This is Michael, just doing what I always do, jumping in during the break to give you some acknowledgments. First, I'd like to apologize about the delay on this episode. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say other than we had some scheduling problems for the recording, and it just made sense to push it a week, so... Apologies for that, um, but from here on, we should be releasing at our usual pace. So, yeah, hopefully there aren't any more hiccups in the near future. Anyway, our opening and closing music is Vapor Diving, and the music for the bumpers is Monkeys. Both of these tracks are by Onitek, that is A-N-I-T-E-K. You can find more of their music on SoundCloud, rights were secured through Jumendo. Our next full episode will release September 16th, and tune in next week for a mini-sode where we discuss Gundam Build Divers RE colon Rise. As always, you can submit a topic or show suggestion for a mini-sodes via DM on facebook.com slash hppod, twitter at hppod, or you can email us at hyperspacebroadcastpod at gmail.com. So we came all this way just to watch this? And now, back to Transformers Armada. And we are back. Peter, what do you think about this season? Doke, <laughs> I don't think we've ever faced a show so fucking aggressively bad that it has like shaken our resolve in producing this very podcast. No. Um, this show has done that twice. And this season, at least the season, especially. <laughs> well, the first time was Twice season that one. You're aware of, yeah. That's I feel true. Like I've had a number of existential crises while producing the podcast for this uh, this particular show. And and you know it was first in season one where we started watching. We were like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we don't have to watch the whole thing. And then like you know <laughs> right. it was like half half serious, half joking. Like yeah, okay, well, fucking hell. And then you know we get through season season two which is more of the same shit season three they actually start to hint at some character development almost just like as a cruel joke <laughs> just to be like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna show you where this could possibly go it's still pretty clumsy it's still pretty bad but like there's a little bit of interestingness here and like oh great and then season four hits and you're like maybe they're gonna stick the landing maybe they'll do it absolutely fucking not how could I have thought otherwise? This this yeah. is like so fucking sloppy from start to finish, and season four is the sloppiest it gets. Oh my god! Like, yeah, just... no, this season is just. I mean, we've already said it. It's it's like yeah. it's like trying to draw a picture on a moving piece of paper. You, <laughs> you put it best. It is. It's really hard to pin down what exactly is happening at any given moment. There are countless action sequences that are more or less meaningless or just kind of immediately reversed like they're still getting fucking names wrong all the time which is yeah of course what? there's like there's one episode where demolisher just 
has another character's voice in his one line of dialogue and is referred to by the name of the characters whose voice he has. Yeah, it's demolished and hoist, and it's just like, what? how did he make that mistake? Yeah, which, I mean, hoist is his own bag of worms, because fucking his own bag of worms, that's the phrase, isn't it? His own can of worms, because hoist is Smokescreen's rebuilt form, who last season was called Smokescreen, but this season they're calling him hoist. Yeah, with no explanation of the change. That's fine. Great. Because <laughs> I guess I was wrong when I said that they decided not to call him Hoist. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the only explanation, really, is I was just completely incorrect. And, Ugh. man, the plot, like, the, the Minicon magic shit that happens really is infuriating, too. Yeah, that's one of my big problems. Such with a it, heavy reliance on it. From resurrection to time reversal to dream inception Minicons are responsible for the worst Deus Ex Machina moments I think I've ever seen <laughs> over and over and over again. And it is just. Well, and the thing is, uh, like, you're like, not even listing all of the things that they can yeah. randomly apparently do. There's an episode where Minicons transform into fake copies of the Autobot ship in order to <laughs> yeah. confuse Decepticons. There's an episode. There's several episodes where they form a big shield against a black hole. There's. The several episodes where they form a giant green Unicron to fight Unicron, which yeah. sounds like it might be cool, except it's not because we've already seen them do random bullshit like four times. And also, you can't really even it's just a big green blob. Yeah, like, it's yeah, not even there's anything. Nothing, there's no distinct, cool, like looking thing. It's just a green blob that's basically just they copied the outline of Unicron and then flipped him so that he's facing himself and then painted him green. Yeah, like it's... <laughs> basically it, the character motivations seem to change episode to episode without much of any logic. Like Starscream has a lot of this going on where like he, I thought he was going to be like really fucked up because he betrayed the Autobots and then got Optimus killed. And like, no, he doesn't really seem to care. Like he still seems to care about the Autobots, but he's just being manipulated by thrust because that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just a lot of bad stuff. And the thing is like, honestly, I feel like we could go on for a very long time about various reasons that this show are bad. We've already covered a lot of them. Yeah, but that's like, true. The, the, this show is notable in that it is one of the only shows that I've watched for this podcast, or really just at all, that it's just not even fun to talk about anymore, really. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so much wrong and all of the wrongness is so like interconnected that it just becomes this big confusing ball. And it's like, like, what do I even say? I mean, yeah, the Minicon magic stuff is really weird and doesn't make any sense. But like, also, I mean, yeah, as you were saying, also there's character development stuff that just doesn't make sense or like just wrong names and stuff. It's just a so many weird errors and this season in particular is the worst of the show i think well season one is really awful because it's just so like nothing there's just nothing there like at least in this season they're trying to do something the problem is that they're trying to do way too much there's like six different revelations in this season there's 
Unicron created the Minicons. There's Unicron existing in the first place. There's Unicron being Cybertron's moon. There's <laughs> Rad having time traveled and told the Minicons to come to Earth. So many of these things happen, and it's just dropped like a yeah. hot rock at the first opportunity. No one ever talks about it again. It never ends up mattering. It seems a lot of the time like they just forget because, like, even though they know the Minicons were created by Unicron, when Unicron's talking to them, they're like, the Minicrons were programmed for peace, which makes no sense. Yeah, right. They, have they the, know yeah. that they're talking to the guy who made them. What the fuck happened to, like, when we collect all the Minicons, it'll unlock the secret to universal peace? Where did that plot go? <laughs> I guess the secret to universal peace is getting rid of Unicron. I mean, yeah, and God forbid we even talk about the fucking 18 plot lines that are just utterly dropped throughout yeah. the show. I the, mean, the God. Ancient civilizations. Yeah, that use right. The ancient civilizations. Yeah. Fucking. There's just so much wrong with it that it just becomes a huge confusing mess and it's just pointless it, the technical errors are so bad and so constant that you kind of begin begin to like distrust what the show is showing you like it's like yeah right it's like was this intended or is this an error i can't tell anymore is unicron really sideways because there are other episodes that directly contradict that where sideways seems to be a distinct person it's not a separate personality thing either and it's like fucking whatever you know what it just like eventually just gets so frustrating that it's like yeah fuck this show this is trash like why am i wasting time thinking about it yeah there comes a point where it's not worth talking about anymore and yeah. I think we've hit in, that point. <laughs> yeah, and in that spirit, I think we should probably just stop talking about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know why I thought it would stick the landing. I I don't know what came over me that I was like, yes, this show, a show that constantly disappoints me, yeah. will stick the landing. But I will I will say that it's it's worth pointing out that again the production was very troubled. Yeah. And so, like, I, I I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I need to make it clear that my criticisms of this show and my just outright disdain for it, honestly, are not directed at the people who made it, who I am sure had an absolutely miserable time. Like, right, I, yeah. ha I have worked on productions where it felt like the wheels were coming off. And most of the time, they were small productions where the stakes of the wheels coming off weren't that high. But, like, this seems like something where the wheels were coming off, the stakes were incredibly high because it was expensive yeah. as fuck because it's animated. And it's tied in with the toy line, so you and really have no international freedom. international production. <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's so many factors that, like, I am sure that working on this was a total nightmare. And I yeah. honestly, like, like, <laughs> my my heart goes out to the people who worked on this. Yeah, like, really. Damn. I'm sure it was a mess and I'm yeah. sorry because because there are some ideas that I really like. I think yeah. the problem with the show is just that like the story it's telling is way less interesting than the backstory for that story. Yeah, right. So <laughs> like and I mean also all the other crap honestly. Like it's not like it's impossible to tell this story well. It's it's just the kind of thing where it's annoying because I feel like I want to sit here and talk about every little thing that I notice that I think is interesting, but it's not worth it 
because and, the show and, is bad. And it's just a shame seeing seeing like decent ideas like that go to waste too. Just like yeah, right, go to waste right. in doomed production. But right. God, so that's how it fucking is. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna move to our recommendation uh, for this season. I'm gonna say it's best left in the past for sure, even more than the others probably. For the show overall, best left in the past. Like, it's just... Yeah. Unfortunately, it's really bad. <laughs> and there's not much else to say. Yeah, it, I, like, if you're, a, if you're like, a sadomasochist, you could see it to believe it, I guess. But this is some fucking save it best in the yeah. past. No, <laughs> like, no. Leave it in not... the past to die. <laughs> you know what? Go on Netflix, which you probably have, and uh, watch Transformers war for cybertron trilogy chapter one siege because it's like <laughs> a million times more good than this yeah and i'll more tell you good. too i was thinking like the the megatron that would i would believe doing a self-sacrifice move like that yeah is that, that one show yep. that, that makes sense the one in this one no but in, no. in any case it's really really bad don't watch the show nope and <laughs> and you know what I think I think we're just gonna cut it there. Don't watch it; it's yeah. bad. Leave it in the past. We're gonna do our best to do that. Yeah. Um, but hey, we're gonna watch Energon at some point, and that's that's disturbing. Yeah. The one episode we watched, you know what? Did have decent animation. I heard it though. That's probably pretty much only for that episode. But uh, yeah, and also it, it was re-edited for DVD, so that's like, true. It's better than the broadcast version. And the CG animation. And honestly, I feel like really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's awkward. And also, like, I feel like when you hear that a show has been re-edited for its DVD release, then the show was an absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah. And uh, according <laughs> like, to many sources, that's it's fucked. even worse than Armada. So let's right. so, try not to think about it <laughs> until no, we have we'll, to. We'll, we'll do something else. All right. So we already kind of talked about the bet results. Yeah. Obviously, Optimus came back. So <laughs> I won, which means that I'm picking the next show. Um we're going to be watching Yu Yu Hakusho again because we haven't watched it in a long time. It was way better than this shit. Yeah. And very good. I need to watch something that's like fun and yeah. entertaining instead of something that just makes me like catatonic. Yeah. I, I am in uh, full agreement with that decision. <laughs> All right. Great. So, yeah, we're going to be watching Yu Yu Hakusho in two weeks. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Gundam Build Divers RE colon Rise, which is the sequel to Gundam Build Divers, which we talked about briefly when it was first announced. Um, Re-Rise is a very different show, and we've just been watching it in parallel to our normal podcast stuff. Yeah. So I want to talk about it because it's over now, and it's actually quite a good show. Yeah. Uh, I think. And I, I think it'll be fun to talk about. So that'll be next week. Uh, but until then, I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter E.B. And be sure to revisit us next week for Gundam Build Divers, RE colon Rise. And be sure not to watch Transformers Armada. <laughs> yes, Goodbye, this everyone. is the final warning. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you're staying safe. This podcast is in support of Black Lives Matter, and if you check the relevant post on our website, that being the post titled Black Lives Matter, there are links to charities and lists of charities that you should consider donating to uh, if you have the means. Of course, 
We don't receive any kind of kickback from this. Uh, just the satisfaction of knowing that we're using our platform for a cause that we believe in. And hopefully you believe in it too. So please donate if you have the ability to do so. Uh, if you want more of our content, you can follow us over at facebook.com slash hppod and twitter at hppod, where we post all of our episodes as well as additional content related to what we've been watching. This is also a great way to get in contact with us if you're so inclined. Of course, subscribing on Apple Podcasts or really any podcatching app is also a great way to stay up to date. And while you're there, consider leaving us a review. Next week, we'll be talking about Gundam Bill Divers Re-Rise, and then it's Back to Yu Yu Hakusho, so we're pretty excited to be uh, getting to something good. But until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise.